Hello and welcome to another episode of Cineblokes Classic, the show where we take films that are no longer in theatre and talk about them. I'm Benjamin Baker. Benjamin? Yeah, you're all right over there, Kevin. Is that you? That, it's me. I've forgotten but, what your face looked like, Benjamin. Oh, oh no, my. You know what? It's it's the glasses, but it's it's my nighttime. I'm, I'm near my nighttime bed, and you know, I've got to leave them on. They're my reading glasses. I don't think it's the glasses. No. But what's all this? What's all this then? Oh yeah, mate. Look, I I felt like if I'm not going to see the sun, there's no point in anybody else seeing my face. So I've just I've just kind of grown out all of this to yeah. to hide my face. You know what I mean? No. I want to be a different person when I finally leave my house, you know? I don't like it. It was like no? stranger danger when I saw you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm sorry. That's all right, because I've got some exciting news, Benjamin. What's that? I'm on telly. I can see myself right there. Well, yeah, no, we're, we're, doing, the, we're doing the conference thing. It's, it's not the actual telly, mate. Wait, so yeah, my mum can't see me? No, no your mum cannot see you. I, I'm the only one that can see you. I mean, no offence, but that's that's disappointing. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I know you wanted this to be your debut, but okay. but it's not. It's it's just a virtual meeting because we can't do this, you know, like we normally do. Yeah, the old quarantine, eh? It's, that's right, mate. That's right. But hey, it's afforded us an opportunity to watch a lot of films. That is right. And look, we don't want to remind anyone about the quarantine. All right. So, what movie are we reviewing? Uh well. Um, now, hold on to your britches, mate. Uh, we're going to do Outbreak. Yeah. yeah. So. Sorry. Yeah. Look, I, it was the number one thing trending on Netflix for like a week and a half. Yeah. Right? And, and I, I genuinely enjoyed the movie when I was younger and it wasn't so relevant. Um, and so we thought, hey, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just get it out the way. Let's talk about it. You all wanted to watch it. You've all probably already seen it. So yeah, we did too. Everyone's likely going to know exactly what we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are going to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm there. That's, that's where I'm at. This, this feels very real, even though this is a film. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, 1995's Outbreak, directed yeah. by Wolfgang Peterson, right, who everyone knows from directing Outbreak. <laughs> yes. And, that's, that's not true. Uh, they know him from a lot of things. Uh, he directed uh, Troy. Right. And, yeah. and he directed uh, Poseidon. That's actually one of his more recent things. He's not done too much. Late. And when, when was Poseidon? Poseidon was in... 2006. Very recent. Oh, so it's been a minute. It's been a bit, yeah. He's got what? one from 2016 that I've not done. And I've, it didn't go to theatres, I can tell you that much. So... <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, he had a body of work that people hadn't known, you know, known him for. So, yeah. And I feel like he, you know, this, I feel it was one of his first, he directed like Dust Boot back in 1981 and Enemy oh, Mine from 85. So, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. and, it, and I feel like he, he did this well. Yeah, I you know, like I said before, I, I genuinely enjoyed this film when I saw it back when I was younger, much younger, I think. Um, and, I, and I remember it being a very 
fun film, not fun, that's a horrible thing to call it. Uh, <laughs> I remember enjoying the film. How about that? Um, you know, you, you know, Cuba Gooden Jr. was just kind of coming up in the world and really exploding onto the scene. You've got all these, you know, faces that are very recognizable. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I always enjoyed the film. I always felt like it kind of set the marker for pandemic films. You know what I mean? Like everybody was trying to be Outbreak if they were making a pandemic film and it's it's referenced a lot in culture, I feel like. Yeah, well, I also don't feel like that was a big thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, more yeah. recent years, we've had things like Contagion, right, right. I Am Legend and, you know, uh, World War Z, which are all actually based off books, I feel. But it's this wasn't like a big thing. It wasn't, you know pandemic movies weren't a big craze at any point and right. so this probably definitely stood out you know when it came out yeah um and i mean when you've got an all-star cast you know the, the film's bound to to be a good one you know it yeah. doesn't always work out but <laughs> uh yeah but no for the names in this film uh, i mean it, there's a lot of them and not just that there's a lot of them that you would recognize. That is true. Yeah, you've uh, you've got Dustin Hoffman, right? Right. Playing the, the lead. Uh, yeah. You've got Re Rene Russo playing the other lead. <laughs> you, you've got Morgan Freeman in here. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just in the background, you know what I mean? Just to just to round out the the all stardom of of the film, you know. Yeah. Um, like you yeah. said, uh, you know. Uh, Cuba, baby Cuba, the, the little baby Cuba. Yeah. Um, and also, and I've got to say, watching this with today's eyes, I felt less sympathetic for a certain character than I did when I when I watched it originally. Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I, I did as well. <laughs> I, I've always been a bit disheartened by that because I genuinely enjoy him uh, as an actor. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because some of my favourite films. He's in, and it it really makes it hard to enjoy those films with the with 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 the same eyes that I've got now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, when I watch The Usual Suspects now, I don't know if I should feel the same way that I used to at the reveal of Kaiser Soze at the end, because essentially, Kevin Spacey is actually Kaiser Soze. <laughs> He's been doing it all this time. That's so, you know. It was more prophetic than you thought, which yeah. is, which is weird. I guess, <laughs> but yeah, very weird. I remember also, you know, spoilers. If you haven't, if you haven't seen this film, I mean, it's from nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> it's called Cinebloke's classic. What do you do? What do you do if you like get out there and buy out there? I mean, in here and stream it. You know, far um, <laughs> the old Netflix. Yeah, but when I saw it back then. I was very sympathetic to his character and his plight when he dies. This time around, I was like, good. You deserve it, mate. <laughs> I mean, look, his character doesn't necessarily deserve it. Well, it's, a, it's a sympathetic character, but I understand the actor. You're like, eh, whatever. I mean, even, his, even his character deserved it a little bit, I feel. Yeah, but he's like, oh, you need to get some sleep. Meanwhile, I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> That's what caused him to die. Oh man! So yeah, so just crazy cast, right? Just a just a crazy cast of characters. Um, so should we get into what plot? 
Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the plot a little bit. Um, yeah. So it all starts an <laughs> in the usual way. Boy meets monkey. <laughs> monkey has Motaba. You know, classic yeah, story. The old tale as old as time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, essentially th there's a disease uh, that the, the military has already known about, right? And it wipes out this village and the military, in, and I feel like, I feel like we've kind of, we did date yourself pretty early on when, when the military is basically the villain from the get-go. From the minute they show up, they're like, oh, all right, these guys, I don't trust that old military. Because uh, they basically just bombed the village out of existence um, and so that they can, you know, weaponize it. But a monkey that carries the disease escapes from the bombing and, you know, uh, a man, just like you said, meets the monkey, takes the monkey home as a pet, and that monkey ends up infecting the world. Well, no, it's not the world. It's funny because you don't even you don't even take it home as a pet. It, I, what I do appreciate about this film is that they show all these little mundane tasks that people are doing that goes about causing the spreading of the disease, and not all yeah, of them. Yeah, right. That's like the, yeah, you're right. Fully linked because you've got so you have the the Chinese man, I think he's Asian. I don't know if he's Chinese, but uh, yeah. he's on the boat with the monkey. That's they've captured it. And they show him sharing a banana with with the monkey. That's, That's how right. he gets sick. Well, we don't yeah. learn he gets sick until much later on. Right. Because um, he's the one that befriends the monkey, but that monkey is there to be sold in the United States, right? Yeah, well, they captured yeah. the monkey, and it was taken... I, I can't remember where it was supposed to be going. I feel like to a lab or something. But then, yeah. But then uh, Patrick Dempsey, Dr. McDreamy, Right, he steals right, it way before McDreamy, yeah. and he should know better because he's a doctor. But <laughs> he steals it to sell it to a pet shop. That's right, right. In, in Cedar Creek, which is where the, the main outbreak happens. Right. When he brings the monkey in, it's not the right monkey. The monkey scratches the owner of the pet shop. Yes, and then there's right. another cage with another monkey. And that monkey steals the banana from the outbreak <laughs> monkey. And then this is how the world ends. Yeah. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. Yeah. It all starts with a banana. And at some point, the monkey spits in Patrick Dempsey's mouth. Yes. <laughs> and that's how he gets sick. Right. And then he lets it go just out in the woods. Yeah. And then he goes home and he infects a bunch of people. And then it's not right. even him really that's the worst because they have like a, the first version of the disease that's not airborne. Yeah, because then it goes airborne, right? And the, then it, it mutates and becomes more dangerous. Yeah, they, they say that there's, there's two strains and the monkey has both strains. Right. But, right. but Patrick Dempsey was given one and the pet shop owner was given the other. And so that's where yeah. it was airborne in um, in in Cedar Creek. Um, right. that, that lab assistant is doing the blood test and like a twat, just who handles blood like that? I was, I honestly, I, there's so much of this film that I, I genuinely enjoy. I, I feel like they do a really good job in kind of, like you said, the mundane tasks of how this thing all went about. Uh, you know, the, the science workers and, and the lab workers, most of them, are very capable and their primary goal is to find 
the host. They're not trying to be, I mean, they're not superheroes. You know what I mean? They're, they're very much trying to gather information and it's very research-based uh, and it feels very real. It feels like, you know, hey, these are the steps we've got to take to contain this. This is what we need. And, you know, they're obviously not getting the cooperation from the military, which is what makes it more difficult. But this twat is over there just, you know, rocking out with this blood samples that is clearly dangerous. I think we'd already established that it's a dangerous blood sample. And he's just, oh, I'm going to dip my hand in there and just wiggle that around and see what happens. <laughs> what are you doing, mate? <laughs> but what was he doing? Was he, like, cooking the blood? Because it, like, it explodes in his face, right? Yeah, it was using, they have these devices that, like, spin the blood for, uh, I think, to, I don't know if it's for mixing or, or what, but that's what he was, the, the thing was spinning. Right. He had the blood in his hand, I think, and was going to put it in or something, but he didn't stop it. And so it, the spinning oh, sound hit it and it right. exploded, right. essentially. Yeah. Whatever he did, him. it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, it was absolutely, <laughs> absolutely stupid, yes. Um, so I feel that it's important. Uh, this film, since then, has gotten a lot of, you know, flack for the way certain things are portrayed, mm -hmm. uh, you know, certain practices. But one of the one of the big things is that the monkey, the outbreak monkey, uh it's uh it's like a a mnuchin monkey or something mancuchin it's it's not whatever it is it's not from africa they're it's, not it's the manchurian candidate that's manchurian, what it is yes the manchurian candidate monkey <laughs> uh no but they're not naturally occurring in africa oh all right they're, they're uh -huh. actually from from south america Ah, and so, yeah, what? <laughs> uh, you know, it, the, I could be wrong. I Capuchin. could be very wrong, but it it definitely has a bit of that. It, it kind of falls victim to some of those rumors that were going around at the time, right? That that these diseases, you know, we didn't know as much as we know now. So I think a lot of it was playing with this idea because that was prevalent in the nineties. The movie definitely dates itself in this way that most diseases came from africa now we know that's not true at all um and while yes there are diseases in africa there's diseases in south america and there's all across the world people have diseases and there are animals that carry different diseases that are never exposed to yeah. humans in this way so uh, but i definitely think around 95 we were all very much like oh everything comes from africa <laughs> well and i feel like because because motaba is the name of the virus from the film and and it is based off of Ebola, which I think does come from Africa, and right. it, but it, and it's from from primates, right? Yeah. And so I feel like maybe they just didn't want to work with primates. Maybe they're divas as actors. I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> so always in their know, trailers, flinging bananas around. Yeah, you know, and maybe you know a smaller monkey made more sense for like the whole pet shop thing. So yeah, uh, and the and the relationship with the little girl that's you know you know feeding it and you know befriending yeah. the monkey. Yeah. Whereas a primate, the size of that girl would be terrifying. <laughs> Just a big old gorilla. <laughs> yeah, um, but so it's a capuchin monkey. I feel like. I don't know why I was calling it like a Steve Mnuchin monkey earlier. I feel like I he's just doing Kennedy better. Not gonna lie, he's been in the media a lot saying dumb things. So I just assumed he has a monkey brain. I feel like I don't know. That's, I feel like that's belittling monkeys. So um, 
It is yeah. insulting to all monkeys, South American or African. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So capuchin monkeys is what is what is used in the film. Um, of someone, someone was saying it's the same monkey from Friends. <laughs> which very popular monkey. If that's the case, it would explain how all, all the cast of Friends died um, from Motaba. Like, they all died. What? I assumed. I just assumed. Yeah. I just assumed that was the real ending. Like after Ross and Rachel got back together, they yeah. died of Motaba. <laughs> so it's just this big old shared universe with the same monkey. Uh, all yeah. right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. What about the monkey in uh, what is it? Oh wait, no, that's Dunstan. That's an orangutan. That's totally yeah. different. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I pro I, this. I'm not primatist. I, I know that all monkeys do not look alike. I know that. I'm sorry. I apologize to monkeys. Look, Dunstan would probably make more sense to be coming from Africa. I don't know. <laughs> <That> it's <is> true. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, uh, yeah. So you've got, you've got. Uh, we have just totally glossed over the plot. Um, so <laughs> that's basically it, though. <laughs> well, it's really it's a love story. Um, all love stories start yeah. with an outbreak. Yeah, so Dustin Hoffman and Renee Russo, they they uh, divorced, are getting divorced, right. um, and they both work at worked previously at the military, you know, studying infectious diseases, and she goes off to work for the CDC doing the same job, and right. then uh, Dustin gets called off to Africa to check out Motaba, and he sees it, and he's like, this is the most dangerous thing I've ever seen, and his boss, Morgan Freeman, is like, uh. <laughs> all those dead people violently dead it's no big deal yeah but that's, because, but that's because we come to learn that he and donald sutherland aka general evil i guess i don't know stereotypical evil general of of all 90s military action films yeah. well you could you could pluck his character from here and see the natural progression of how he he wound up in the Hunger Games. Like that's <laughs> it's, it's true. It's, it makes it makes complete sense. He gets fired from the military and then becomes President Snow <laughs> when everybody splits into districts. I like to believe that that Hunger Games is just in an alternate reality where they didn't succeed <laughs> in stopping the bombing of Cedar Creek. Right, they succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense. It would make total sense. Well, yeah, you're there, Caitlin. yeah I, it, it makes sense in my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they actually knew about Motaba. They've actually developed a vaccine for the first type of it. Right. Um, but they don't want to tell anyone because then it has to cover up that they wiped out a bunch of soldiers at the beginning right. of the film. Yeah. Um, and they also are trying to find a way to weaponize it as well. Yeah. Um, so that you know they don't want it becoming something that people are going to try to correct, um, and so they you know they want to be able to keep it for themselves um, and yeah hide their dirty deeds in Africa. <laughs> yeah. I don't so really, the villain of this film is the military. That's well. What's funny is that in all these films, in, and I'm not talking just like outbreak, but anything with with something that's like extremely dangerous to mankind, right? And the, the government and the military is always like, hey. Let's weaponize it, and it's like financially that can't even be a smart choice. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel like the cost involved to 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 mess with it, right? 
outweighs the better. Like that, it's how long was it from the the start? Of the film takes place in like the seventies or something. Yeah, and it so progresses right. to the modern day. So yeah, it's about been, twenty-five years, yeah. it's been decades, and they've still not used it. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. That is and, true. And they've seen how lethal it is. So right. you could, you know, I feel it would look reminds me of all the alien movies where they're like, "Hey, those xenomorphs, they're dangerous, eh? That so we could weaponize it." <laughs> Why? Like the most yeah. recent no, Jurassic I killed all of them. It yeah, killed like, everyone. <laughs> like the most Jurassic movies too, where they're like, "Hey, dinosaurs, <laughs> eh? Let's weaponize it." <laughs> That's always the motivation. Yes. <laughs> and half the time, it just don't make no sense. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I do feel like I, I understand that they're trying to obviously cover up the dirty deeds, but at the same time, how hard they are working against Dustin Hoffman's character to me never really makes as much sense as it should. Because realistically, if you really are trying to weaponize it and you want to simultaneously cover up what you've done, then let him do his job and find the host. Because if he can find the host, he can turn it over to you, you can keep it. And then you can weaponize it from the host, but they just hard block him every step of the way, um, you know, to make sure that he does not succeed in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'll, uh, I want that man arrested. Like, what? <laughs> so why? <laughs> well, because you know I want to bomb another village. Basically, yeah, I'll, I want to. I want to blow up this American town to cover up my deeds. You know, it's just. <laughs> Because <laughs> no one's gonna notice that, eh? Yeah. It's so sinister. I know. I know. He's just like, whatever, mate, sacrifice him. Yeah. Nobody cares. I get the end when when they're in the helicopter and he, and he's you know he's telling the the bombers like, hey, we've got the cure, and Donald Sutherland's on that thing like, no, you blow him up, do it, do it. I said so. <laughs> do it. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> The emperor coming through. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And like you could tell that uh, that what's his name? Um, God, I'm blanking on his name. Morgan Freeman, right? God, Morgan Freeman, whatever. Yeah. You could tell he don't want to go along with it, but he is for most yeah. of the film. Doesn't yeah. step up to the end, but yeah, I mean, so the virus spreads. It becomes airborne. It takes out swaths of people, including some of our main characters. You know. Yeah. Uh, as mentioned, yeah. Kevin Spacey right. paying for his crimes against humanity, and uh, <laughs> and then Paul Rene Russo also almost dies. Yeah, this thing yeah. is so nasty though. The way they describe that, you know, it turns your insides into liquid. As, as far as far along as she was, I find it hard to believe that him giving her the <laughs> yeah. antidote fixed everything. Yeah, because it, it took him what almost. Uh, because it, it kills you in 24 hours, right? It's it's immediate almost, it's right? Yeah, it's real quick. It's quick. And so, uh, yeah, it, it seems as though from him finding out that they've got the care, sending, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. to, you know, actually see if it works, finding the host, coming back, redoing the cure, and then giving it to her, she would be dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she'd be done. Or just, uh, again, just one of her organs liquefied. That's yeah. it. It's game over. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I just feel like she was past the point of no return. But then you can't have your super mega happy ending. <laughs> That's true. You do need like, a super mega happy ending. Yeah. 
Well, the, the mega happy ending with the like, I know we're still two very different people with polarizing opinions about each other, but you know what? We're going to make it work. We've survived an outbreak together. Yeah. We love each <laughs> other again. <laughs> yeah, it is, you know, it is a, a bit of a super mega happy ending. And look, I don't need it to be depressing at all. No. The, film, the film itself is, is hard enough and it deals with enough stuff already, but it is a bit like, you know, Morgan Freeman steps up and he's like, you know, oh, I'm taking control. And it's like, you know, you're still on the hook for what happened in Africa, mate. Like, you don't get to just be general now. That's that's not yeah. really how that's going to work. Yeah, but I think for him it was supposed to, that was his arc, you know. It was like, yeah. I, at this point, like, I, I finally care enough about other people's lives that it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter that I'm going to go down for it, you know. Just all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's like, Oh, you know, lives do matter. People should live. He just finally grew a pair. That was all. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And look, to be fair, evil Emperor, you know, Sutherland is uh, is a bit intimidating. So I understand why it took him so long. Yeah, I feel like because this movie has a lot going on. You know, it's got it's got the disease stuff. It's got the drama. It's got the relationship right. struggles. It's actually got a, quite a bit of action. Like that. It was like somebody was like, "Hey, is there any way we could throw in?" a helicopter chase with explosions in this movie <laughs> about diseases. Somebody was like, there, been somebody. there had to be someone at the CDC that was like, yeah, we don't really do that, mate. <laughs> That's not really in our job description. It was somewhere some executive was like, no, I'm not signing off on it unless there's explosions and a helicopter chase. <laughs> okay, what needs to happen? <laughs> Let them chase the monkey or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean it's in there, you know. You've yeah. got you've got all this stuff, high stakes, you know, adrenaline pumping. You know, there's a lot of drama and thrills. Um, right. I feel like the one thing that was missing is at the end when Donald Sutherland is like, you know, I'm the greatest. Of the Nobody arrests me, and and he goes up to that one uh, the, the uh, sergeant or general, whatever the fuck lieutenant that he was talking down to the whole movie oh yeah right i was just waiting for him to be like no one arrests me i was just waiting for that guy to let liam neeson throat punch him and then... <laughs> just in classic action movie fashion yeah he just, he just socks him one and he's like i do and then yeah. you know slams the cuffs on him and holds him off to jail tell me that would have been super mega happy ending yeah like i already feel though like it's a great film but that would have put it over the top yeah, all right. <laughs> but you're right, though. This film does have a lot going on, and it's it's actually rather surprising that this film works as well as it does for me. Because you do, you've got this weird kind of a strange love story drama going on. You've got you know the the whole research of, of an outbreak, and you're trying to find a monkey, and then you've got action, and you've got shady military operations. <laughs> like there is a lot going on in this film, and and somehow it all kind of. I think for the most part, it all comes together. I mean, I could nitpick a couple of the things here and there, but as as weird as the helicopter chase feels for, you know, lab researchers, it's uh, it fits in the film, strangely, <laughs> in this world. That's why they added in the Cuba character, right? It's like, oh, he's, new, he's new to this department. He's actually a soldier. Right, right, yeah. So this kind of thing happens all the time. Yeah. Who apparently is so good at piloting, he's better than every other pilot that is a full-time pilot in the movie. Yeah, because he's always done simulations, but he's killed every simulation, yeah. knocked but, them all out of the park. Because like he outfoxes like 
what two attack helicopters with pilots <laughs> yeah. that are trained for that <laughs> yeah right and doesn't he land on like a uh like an oil tanker or something like that like oh, no, remember he, can't, a... he gets close remember he can't land oh, on that's it right. he gets <laughs> it's close enough to drop out that's right yeah that's right <laughs> Yeah. it's funny stuff but i mean overall the like you say the film is very enjoyable and yeah well it does it feels like there's a lot going on for whatever reason it all it it, it feels very cohesive you know what i mean it's right. not like sometimes yeah. you would see something like the helicopter chase in a film and you'd be like well this is a different movie entirely for yeah. whatever reason it feels natural in this setting and you know and i think it's because they include that over the top nefarious military villain character so you're like yeah, yeah. this guy would do anything <laughs> to cover up his mistakes including yeah. a helicopter chase so <laughs> yeah you're right it's definitely one of those things that feels that it should not be there but i wouldn't want the film to be any other way like yeah. I, I want my chase <laughs> i do have to say it was rather convenient uh that the one person who had some inkling of where that monkey was just happened to be watching that particular channel of that news broadcast <laughs> at that exact moment when dustin often and cuba took over the studio Think i mean that. there's no other way there's no other way they gotta find the monkey yeah but i mean just realistically that probably yeah, wouldn't yeah. have happened and everyone would have died <laughs> the whole town would have blown up that's the snyder cut about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so um i mean shall we shall we rate it yeah sure uh, i'm gonna be honest I, I, what do we do how do we rate oh you know what i've got it sorry mate it's i've already had, i've had my sleepy time tea i've been cooked up in the house it's 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 been a long day of doing nothing you know so yeah but i got i got it i i'll know i don't know what i'm gonna say but i know what we do all right well i'll know i've got my rating so um yeah i you know i hadn't seen this in years and so i didn't know what to expect upon a rewatch but i thoroughly enjoyed myself I, I was very engrossed in this film i cared really a lot about the characters and and you know that sort of thing um and weirdly enough i feel like i could rewatch it you know like now i don't in fact i'll, I'll be back no no sorry uh <laughs> so i'm gonna give it 4.75 out of five poly eaten diseased cookies <laughs> that's good that's good um I, I i'm gonna i'm inclined to agree with you mate um i i like you i had not seen this film in a very long time i like i said i remember when i was a much younger lad uh, i remember seeing it and enjoying it and i didn't know whether or not it would carry over because it is you know it's a mid-90s film that most of the time those movies don't really stand the test of time um and this one does for me i very much enjoyed it and much like you i would absolutely watch the film again um so i'm gonna give it uh, i'm gonna go a little lower so i'm gonna give it 4.5 out of five uh dustin hoffman randomly yelling at military people all the time <laughs> like all the time <laughs> I love when they uh, when they're pretending to be in, the important officers that take the plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always love that movies where it's like if you just shout at someone 
while yeah. wearing the appropriate attire. They're just going to assume you are someone. Like when he, he reroutes himself to Cedar Creek when he's supposed to go to New Mexico. Yeah. And he does. He just bursts in and just yells at the poor guy until he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, call, call, just... call and check on it. No, on second thought, don't call and check on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, who knows? Maybe that's how the military is. Maybe if you're low on the totem pole, you're so afraid of getting yeah. in trouble that you don't question it from someone who looks like a superior <laughs> officer. I don't know. And then in turn, you get in trouble. I think yes. that's all the military is. You yes. just get in trouble. Everyone, everyone court-martialed in that film. Everyone. <laughs> 90s was a weird time. Including Dustin Hoffman at the end, oddly enough. Because even though he saved Cedar Creek, he disobeyed orders. I mean, look, he... he not once, not twice, but like three times he disobeys orders. Pretty much never listens. No, not at all. Yeah. Don't show up in my party. <laughs> so weird. Oh, my. Well, thank you so much. This has been Cinebooks Classic. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kalen Burroughs. And we will see you after the next film. Mm -hmm.